Hello and welcome to the Victorious Living Solutions Podcast Season 3. We are so excited about this season, you all. As promised, this entire season will be devoted to surviving toxic relationships. And for this episode, we're actually going to make this the inaugural episode and we're talking about defining toxic relationships defining toxic relationships. Let's get into it. So what makes a relationship a toxic relationship? Well, according to verywellmind.com, the definition of a toxic relationship is one that makes you feel unsupported, misunderstood, demeaned, or attacked. Unsupported, misunderstood, demeaned, or attacked. A relationship is toxic when your well-being is threatened in some way, okay? Be it emotionally, psychologically, and even physically, okay? So they gave some very clear indicators for you to be able to tell if you are in a toxic relationship. And we actually have a quiz that you can take called, Is My Relationship Toxic? Go to victoriouslivingsolutions.com slash toxic, and you can upload your email address and get that free download of that quiz. So basically, depending on the level of toxicity of your relationship, there's different ways that you have to address it. And the key word here is address. You absolutely must address toxic relationships. You can't just ignore it and hope it goes away. Why? Because as we just stated in the definition of a toxic relationship, it is damaging to your well-being to keep a toxic relationship around. It can harm you emotionally. It can harm you spiritually. It can harm, harm you psychologically. And if you're in a relationship, a romantic relationship with someone who is toxic, your physical safety could very well be at stake. So here's some key points for how to address a toxic relationship. Number one, speak to the person who has offended you and explain in a nice, calm voice exactly what they did that was hurtful or offensive to you and give them a chance to respond and apologize. Now, the key to that being, you're just stating when you did X, Y, Z, I felt offended, I felt embarrassed, I felt attacked, or I felt disrespected, okay? So you're saying that, and you're not saying it when you're in a high emotional state. You're saying it when you've calmed down enough to address the manner in a way that is not going to be explosive, okay? So you do that, and then you wait. Awkward, huh? You just wait. You let the pause be there. And you let them say the next words. Now, the caveat to that is, um, the reason I said to wait is you do not apologize. I'm sorry, you do not tell them to apologize. People who are healthy-minded, normal people, 
do not willfully go around hurting other people's feelings. And if by some chance they realize that they've hurt someone's feelings, someone who's not toxic, they're going to be very apologetic. As soon as you bring it to their attention, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I did not mean to do that. I'm so sorry. They're going to take full ownership of what they did wrong if they are in fact not a toxic person. Okay? But If the response of the offender is anything other than a sincere, contrite apology, for example, if they say, oh, I'm sorry you felt that way. Oh, I'm sorry if you took something I said the wrong way. Is that a real apology? No, it is not. They have actually just dumped the blame on you for their offensive act. I'm not taking any accountability for anything. You just took it wrong. Girl, you need to stop, quit quit being so sensitive. You you are making a mountain out of a molehill, right? We're going to do a whole episode about that. That is a psychological warfare tactic called gaslighting. And yes, we will be doing an entire episode on gaslighting. Okay, so now we move to number three. Know your worth. You absolutely positively deserve better. Do not settle for anything less, okay? Set firm boundaries. Let the offender know that if their problematic behavior continues, you will walk away, okay? So you let them know and you waited, right? And you gave them a perfect wide open space in the conversation to respond in an apologetic manner. And instead, they responded with gaslighting tactics. Oh, I didn't say that. Oh, you're over-exaggerated. Oh, I, that's not how I remember it. Oh, you just took it wrong. You Something, anything along those lines. This is important. Do not argue with them. Okay? Do not argue with them. Gaslighting, one of the things, and we'll get more into it when we get to that episode, but Part of the reason that makes that gaslighting is so insidious is that it's one of those things where someone is like, who are you going to believe, me or your lying eyes, right? (laughs) It sounds absolutely ridiculous that something that clearly happened, this person is saying to you, essentially, that didn't happen. You're making it up, right? They're trying to make you think that you're crazy, And that what you very clearly experienced is a figment of your imagination. People who are loving, safe people do not do that to people they claim to love. That is not how you show that you love someone, you're a safe person, and you want to continue a loving, mutually beneficial friendship, relationship, family tie, what have you. Nobody who truly loves you is going to deliberately do things to try to make you think that you are crazy and excuse their problematic behavior, okay? So you let them know, you just ignore all of that because that another thing about it is that's meant to get a rise out of you to make you just, just be so 
what? Are you kidding me? Because what they're saying to you is so ridiculous. And then they elicit a response out of you. When you blow up, because they clearly just tried to make you think you're crazy, they will then use your reaction against you as proof. See, you're doing it now. See, you're crazy you, you, because you're reacting to something. So you just say, okay, you know, I'm just letting you know um, if it continues then I'm going to walk away. You know, we're not going to be able to be friends anymore. Um, or whatever. You know, if it's family member, if this continues, I won't be coming over here anymore. Okay? Now, here's the thing about that. When you set these boundaries, people who are toxic, <laughs> huh? and I even put in my notes here, that when you let them know the discussion about your boundary and that if this continues to happen, that you'll walk away. You're not going to argue with them because there's nothing to argue about. You're not begging for respect. You don't have to beg for respect from anybody. You can simply just refuse to be disrespected. Right? So you want to argue and do all of this? I didn't. Okay. Okay. Let them know. Now, the thing about that is because they're toxic people, they're going to test your boundary. So as sure as you said, if you do X, Y, Z again, I'm going to just have to back off. I'm going to go no contact. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to stop coming around. We're not going to be friends anymore. Whatever your firm boundary is, basically the people that are in my life have to have sense. That is a boundary that I have. <laughs> they have to not be deliberately doing things that are hurtful to me and refusing to take accountability for their actions. They're going to be like, mm, I don't believe it. I'm going to just do this behavior again. And why is that 10 times likely to happen? Because remember, they didn't see anything wrong with doing it the first time. They clearly felt like I did nothing wrong. They're the problem. They're too sensitive. It's not me. So as sure as I'm standing here with a blue shirt on, they're going to do the behavior again. Now, that is your cue when they do the behavior again. Don't even confront them in person this time. Okay? You send them an email or a text message stating... We talked about, or I spoke with you about XYZ behavior before, and I let you know that if you did it again, I was going to go no contact with you, or we weren't going to be able to be friends anymore. And on such and such day, you did the behavior again. I no longer wish to be friends with you. I won't be coming over your house anymore. I won't be coming to family gatherings where I'm going to be disrespected and ridiculed and my feelings trampled upon. Whatever your boundary is, state it in writing. That's all you have to say. Boom, hit send. What do you think is going to happen? If you guessed that that boundary is going to be tested, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you are right. That boundary is going to be tested. Now, it may not be. It may not be because one thing I've learned in my life experience about toxic people 
is they do not like being called out on their crap. So they might test this boundary again, or they might literally say nothing in response to your text or email. They may literally just stop dealing with you. And if they do that, bravo, you have won, okay? You have jettisoned someone who does not have your best interest in mind from your life. You can move forward with your healing, pray a prayer of forgiveness, wish them a best from way over there, <laughs> and move on with your life. You don't even have to go into the next steps that I'm about to say. In a perfect world, this is exactly how that would go down. I told you not to do it. You did it. Okay, we done. Life goes on. But if you're dealing with a really toxic person, they when they lose control, their behaviors start to escalate. Okay, so now they've been confronted with this email um, of your decision to go no contact because they are habitual line steppers, right? And now expect some kind of blow up, some kind of, oh my God, you always, oh, I didn't even do that. You just, ah. don't even say anything to it because you've already said your piece. Like there's nothing to talk about after that. And you need to explicitly state, please don't contact me again. Or I'm going no contact, we're done. Right? That is very important to get in writing because if they don't listen to you, then continue to escalate. If they're not listening to you, then at some point they may have to listen to the law because if they continue to contact you via email, text, popping up at your job unannounced, popping up at your house unannounced, popping up at church unannounced and trying to initiate contact with you when you explicitly told them in writing you do not want contact with them again and to leave you alone. That is the legal definition of harassment, okay? And you need to document everything from that point on. Now, I would say if their behaviors are escalating to that point, in addition to having written documentation of what happened, you also need to go to your local authorities and file a police report. I asked this person explicitly not to contact me again. They're continuing to contact me. They're blowing up my phone. They're sending me emails. They're showing up at my house. They're showing up at my job. They're calling me at my job. They're basically doing the exact opposite of what I asked them to do, which was not to contact me again. Okay? You need to make a report of that at a police station. And hopefully it doesn't have to escalate past that. But if need be, you also need to get a restraining order. Then once somebody shows up at your home or does any of those behaviors after you said don't contact them, what can you conclude from that behavior? It's not a trick question. You can conclude that this person is mentally unwell, right? If somebody tells me, Nakia, I do not want to talk to you again, 
I might ask why, but I just told you to have that discussion with them prior to, right? So they don't, it's not that they don't know why, because you already told them why. I told you if you did this behavior again, I wasn't going to talk to you again. I'm not tolerating that, right? You did the behavior again. That's it. So they know why. So there's really nothing they can do after that except maybe type, okay, I respect your wishes and back the heck off. That's what a normal person would do. Do not underestimate anybody that does anything else other than what I just stated. Okay? If somebody continues to push the envelope once you said no contact, you can fairly conclude that this person is mentally unwell. And as such, do not underestimate them. They are literally capable of anything. You have to treat them from that point on as if you would treat a stranger, a stranger from the internet that's harassing you or something. You can't, oh, well, that's family. They, I don't think they would do that. No, this person is capable of anything at this point because... Who wouldn't leave somebody alone after directly being asked to do so? So now that you can safely conclude that this person is mentally unwell and literally capable of anything, you need to govern yourself accordingly. This is not about walking in the spirit of fear, so don't over-spiritualize anything. This is dealing with the straight-up facts. I am now dealing with somebody who is mentally unwell. And feels like it is their civic duty to be able to harass me at will. Okay? Get your firearm owner's ID. Take some concealed carry classes. Get a firearm. Do not be anywhere without some kind of means to protect yourself. Be it a bat in the back seat of your car. Be it mace in your purse or on your key ring. Some kind of sharp object. If you're going out, try not to go places out at night by yourself. Um, park in well-lit areas. All of those things, okay? Don't be caught slipping, basically. And that is advice that none of us like to hear because who wants to have to deal with all of that? But we are living in a time when mental health issues are serious, okay? People are really struggling with mental health a lot. We've seen rises in school shootings, uh, bank shootings, grocery store shootings. Just a lot of people out here are not able to manage their emotions effectively. So we're talking about toxic relationships but these safety steps that I just gave you, these are good things to just do anyway, just because of the world we live in. But yeah, that's pretty much how you deal with toxic relationships. The main thing is to not let, not to co-sign their toxicity, okay? They would love to pull you down to their level of anger and fury and bitterness and resentment and frustration and all that. But the biggest thing that you can do to protect your sanity and also to just really get under their skin is to stop giving them the responses they're so desperately seeking. If they're family members or people you know really well, They've studied you for years or months or however long the relationship has been. So they know 
every single button to push to get on your nerves. So them saying, I'm not going to leave them alone. I'm going to keep calling is their way of regaining control. They can't control the fact that you said, I'm not going to have any more contact with you and you walked away. That was something that was out of their realm of control. So now they're just like, right? I can't believe they just did that. They just followed through on a boundary. Darn it. What can I do now? Well, since I can't control the fact that they left, I'm going to control their peace. Hmm. What happens if I push this button? What happens if I go all around town gossiping to everyone who will listen, telling everybody how crazy they are and trying to get as many people as I can possibly think of to no longer like them just because I don't like them? Yep, that's what I'm going to do. Be ready for that. And at that point, if somebody really wants to believe the word of somebody else and chooses not to like you because they've been told not to, that's a person you don't need in your life either. No loss there. You're going to have to be content with other people not liking you or believing the ramblings of this crazy, toxic person. But the people who really, truly know you and know your character are not going to believe the ramblings of this crazy person because they know your character and they know that you're not like that. So you're going to just have to be prepared to let them go off and do their worst and know that greater is he who is in you than he, Satan, that is in the world, puppet stringing this toxic person or these toxic people to harass you. All right? That's all I got for today. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Victorious Living Solutions podcast. Keep living victoriously. Bye, everybody.